I truly believe that you can live almost anywhere in the world and it will feel like home to you if you can find connections with the people who live there. If you can do this, nowhere will feel like the wrong place. Hey, my name is Jordan Giberson. I'm a Texas girl living and thriving in London. The best thing I've ever done, moving abroad hands down. And I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Are you curious about finding a job abroad? You're in the right place, friend. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets of how to make moving abroad a reality for you and how to live a fulfilling life once you get there. We'll cover topics like choosing the best visa for you, how to get a job offer in another country, how to get over your fear of moving abroad, and how to live a life you love once you get there. This is the Move Abroad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Abroad Podcast. So before we get started, I wanted to take a quick second to ask you, have you downloaded the free guide that I put together? It's the five exact steps to move abroad. So if you haven't downloaded that yet, you can go to jordangiberson.com slash guide, or you can click the link that is in the podcast description. So if you have not got that yet and you're considering a move abroad, I think that'd be a great first step just to see what you'll need to accomplish before you move abroad. So go get that downloaded. The question today is, what if I choose the wrong location abroad? So basically, as long as you have done these four things, you'll have a successful move abroad. So story time. Have you ever traveled abroad? You try to plan ahead as much as you can. You study the weather to know the perfect proportion of shorts to jeans and light jackets to tank tops. You try thinking ahead about what area of town you think might make the most sense to book the Airbnb. Maybe trying to balance the closeness to the center of town and how expensive it is. You try to plan this trip with the best cities abroad in mind, staying for the perfect number of nights to wherever you're going to uh, without getting bored. You try to plan this trip with the best cities abroad, staying for the perfect number of nights to where you can see everything wherever you're going, but not get bored at the same time. But whenever all is said and done and you're walking out of the door to go to the airport to get to wherever you're going abroad, what is the one thing you say to yourself? At least the one thing that I always say to myself, and that is, as long as I have my passport, my phone, and a credit card, I'll be okay. I can get anything I need once I'm there. The point is, you can figure out anything as long as you have the big stuff checked off. So that is what we're talking about today. Choosing the right location when moving abroad is a significant decision, so it's natural to have concerns about making the wrong choice. But it's also important to remember that there's no one-size-fits-all answer. And what might be perfect location for one person might not be the best location for another person. So I have a little story for you. I've been living in London for four years now, but whenever I first moved to the UK, I actually moved to Brighton first. It's a smaller city, about an hour south of London with about 275,000 people. So moving there wasn't the best fit for me. I was not in a job that I liked. I never really felt like I could spend time in the living room or cook in the kitchen because it felt like a family home that I was intruding in. I had such a hard time making friends there. I only made one friend whenever I was living in Brighton, which was a work colleague of mine. The weather was terrible. I remember it was cold, rainy, dark every single day, but you know what? I look back on my time in Brighton very fondly, even though it was not the best fit for me and I ultimately knew that I wanted to be in London, I still enjoyed it. There are certain things that are absolutely necessary to settle into a place and make it home to you. And even though it wasn't perfect, I had those necessary things and it felt like home to me and I still really enjoyed my time there, even though it wasn't perfect. So let me explain. 
Even though my setup in Brighton wasn't the very best situation, I had the fundamentals whenever I was there, which made me enjoy my time there. I had my phone, passport, and credit card, theoretically speaking. So here are the things that you need whenever you move abroad, and as long as you have these things, you'll fit into wherever you are and you can enjoy your time there. You don't need to worry about it being the perfect place for you, because truth be told, there are no perfect places. Everywhere is going to have some things you don't love whenever you move there. But as long as you accomplish these four things, then I bet you will still enjoy wherever you're at, no matter where it is. Number one, you will need some way of making income. Are you going to get a job abroad? Are you going to be a contractor or a freelancer? Do you own your own business in the US that you will continue to run abroad? Are you starting your own business abroad? Are you going to study abroad? Or are you retired or taking a break from work and have some sort of passive income? You're probably gonna fall into one of these categories. Even though I didn't love my job whenever I moved abroad, it was a foot in the door. It wasn't my dream job, and that's okay. It was a stepping stone to my dream job, and that's the job that I'm in now. You just need some way of making income. So don't worry about if your first job abroad is not your dream job. Just get abroad and get the visa, and you can find a new job abroad after you've been there for a little while. So don't stress about that too much. Number two is you will need a visa. Once you know how you're making income, you can match that with the type of visa you will need. Most countries have similar visa categories and most countries will have the visa category that you'll need in order to live abroad and have the income stream that you really want that we just talked about. You'll need to look at the requirements to be sure that you qualify. I also didn't have my best visa abroad whenever I moved to Brighton. I had to get a short-term visa first, which was not my ideal situation, but again, it was a stepping stone. It helped me get a foot in the door and I was able to get a long-term visa eventually. So you need to find stream of income would be number one, and number two is you're going to need a visa. Number three is you're going to need somewhere to live. You will need to find some accommodation. You could either find somewhere temporarily, so you could find a good home once you're there in person and can see it and explore the area and see if it's a good fit for you, or you can do thorough research online before moving abroad and go ahead and commit to living somewhere a bit more permanently. Either option is fine. You'll just want to make sure that you can, one, afford the house or apartment comfortably. You don't want to be worrying about your finances. Number two, is it in an area where you feel safe? And number three, are you moving in with people where you will feel safe? Will you feel safe living with them? Are they kind human beings with similar living patterns? If you're moving in with Mrs. Clean Freak and you're Mrs. Mess, then you're not going to love living there as much. So just make sure you can afford it, good area that you, where you feel safe and with people that you feel safe. Back to my Brighton story, I lived with five strangers. Two of them were in their late 50s and were a couple. One of them was a painter in his 40s, and one of them was a scientist in probably her early 50s, and one of them was a 16-year-old girl, and then there was me, the American who was just moving abroad, and they were all British. So there were six of us living there, and there was one bathroom. Even though they weren't my age and it wasn't my ideal living situation, I had my basics covered. I could afford it, I felt safe in the area, and I felt safe and comfortable living with them. They were all so different and in very different stages of life, but we still had dinner together often and went down to the local pub every Tuesday for trivia night, which they call quiz night here, and we actually got on really well, even though we are in very different stages of life. So we're going to move on to the fourth and the last thing that you will need in order for you to feel at home and comfortable wherever you're moving to. So number one is you have to figure out some sort of income. Number two is you're going to need a visa. Number three is you're going to need somewhere to live. And number four is you're going to need to build connections with local people. 
So the first three things, like I said, those were necessary. You need income a visa in a home. This one I know doesn't feel as necessary, but trust me, it is super important to build connections with local people. I promise you it's super important in order for you to feel like you're fitting in. If you do the first three things, you can be fine living abroad, but if you do this one, the fourth one, then you can thrive. I truly believe that you can live almost anywhere in the world and it will feel like home to you if you can find connections with the people who live there. If you can do this, nowhere will feel like the wrong place. The truth is you are not meant to do life alone. We need people to connect with and you need to build relationships with people around you in order to feel a sense of belonging there. Very important. You could even do this before you arrive if you wanted to. So you could make connections with people once you arrive there as well, but sometimes you can get things set up beforehand, start making connections before, which would make you feel even more comfortable before you even move there. So some ideas is you could reach out to somebody on LinkedIn who also went to your university and who is living in your new city abroad, or maybe they work in your same industry. You could find somebody similar to you in age or a similar situation to you in a Facebook group for example, something like expats in Spain or something like that. And you could also join a running club or something like that and find somebody in a WhatsApp group chat to connect with. And you also have a great excuse to reach out to somebody. You could reach out and say, hey, Richard, I'm moving to Lisbon in March. I saw you were a member of blank group and I was wondering if you have any tips for somebody who's new to Lisbon or blank city. Give somebody a question that's easy for them to answer. Give somebody a question that's easy for them to engage with and answer. And after a bit of chatting back and forth, see if they want to grab a cup of coffee with you so that you can ask them about their life in Lisbon or whatever city you're moving abroad to. Or if you want to make friends with people once you arrive, that's fine as well. Remember, people aren't going to come to you. You need to put an effort into meeting other people. And if you meet your very best friend, that's amazing. But it doesn't have to be your very best friend. You just need to start making connections with people. And over time, you will meet that person that is your best friend or somebody that you really connect with. So give it time, be patient. Back to my Brighton story. I did not make a load of friends whenever I moved to Brighton, but I made good connections with my housemates. Even though we are in very different stages of life and not really similar at all, I made a really good friend at work and there was one other woman at work who I felt like I could really trust and who I felt really had my back. And that was enough for me to feel a sense of belonging there and to make it feel like home for me in Brighton. But just like if you're traveling abroad, you're good as long as you have your basics, your passport, your phone, and a credit card. As long as you have these things whenever you're traveling, you're good. And it's the same thing with moving abroad. As long as you can have some sort of income, some sort of visa, some sort of living situation where you feel safe and you can make connections with the local people there, then you're golden. You will settle in and it will start to feel like home for you. You don't have to worry because you have the most important things and everything else is a detail that you can easily work out once you're there. So as long as you have these four things, then you're good. You don't need to worry. You will be able to fit in. You will be able to settle in. So don't stress about it too much. And even if your living situation, job situation, whatever it is, isn't your best situation, as long as you have those things, you can look for another source of income. You can look, you could get a different visa after a while. Like my living situation was not my best, like these four things that I'm listing, like none of these things was at its best whenever I moved to Brighton. Like I didn't have the exact job that I wanted. I didn't have the exact visa that I wanted. My living situation wasn't my favorite and I didn't have my very best friends. I made connections, but 
it wasn't the best in all these situations, but these are the most important things. And I still really enjoyed my time at Brighton. I still look back on that time really fondly. I still go back and visit Brighton all the time. And I really still enjoyed my experience. So don't stress out too much if it's not your perfect situation because you will get there. I think that is it for me for today's episode. I hope that was helpful and gave you a bit of confidence that you can figure out all the small details after you're there, just as long as you cover these four basics. So with all that being said, that is it for me for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining another episode of the Move Abroad podcast. I'll catch you here again next Monday, same time, same place. I'll catch you then. Mm -hmm.